Welcome to the Midday Smoke Break. I'm OG Kennedy. This is a podcast on the cannabis culture. I give a special commentary on the news and events that has happened this week. I also go on tangents that have absolutely nothing to do with the cannabis industry. Sit back, light up, and enjoy the show. Welcome. This is episode number 11, season 2. Now, the way it is, I'm not going to... I'm just going to let it all roll and keep going up. As I said, the episodes are not going to change. But it might get a little confusing if I try to add it to whatever streaming service you use to get this. Because people are still used to season 1, episode 1. So in all the platforms, I'm just going to leave it as no seasons. But if you heard the intro, there's a hint. It's season two now. So there are seasons. It's just not going to be in the platform or the your general sense of seasons. What are we having on our smoke break today? What the hell is going on with this? Oh, that's crazy. My bad. The my vape pen is trying to play a game with me. <laughs> I ain't know. I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> what the hell? Chill, dog. I just want to smoke. On today's smoke break, we're gonna have the same as the last smoke break, and we, that is the ten G. And it's still a vape. I'm choosing to go with with vapes right now because uh, I'm still on the East Coast, still traveling. No lighter flicks over here. And it's just it's just easy to carry it around, use it whenever I want without having to worry about you know, washing my fingers, putting spring cologne on, you know, you know the you know the deal. Yeah, Napoleon just sneezed just now. He's over here looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? Smoke Break is brought to you by Tangy. This shit's still trying to play games. Chill. Just wilding out over here. Oh, okay. I got to turn that shit off. All right. I had to use the app to turn it off. Starting off today, let's jump straight to the news. What are we paying attention to today? Afria, the company, their shares jumped because of a report that Green Grove Brands is planning a hostile takeover. Now, this has been going on for a little bit. I'm, the the marijuana industry, ever since it became legal in Canada, oh, it's <laughs> it's just been going crazy. It's been going real fucking crazy. 
American companies are investing in Canadian companies because it's not legal in the U.S. yet. So it can be listed. No, no marijuana touching company can be listed on the on the stock exchange in the United States. But in Canada, though, the tobacco companies buying up spots, pharma companies buying up spots. The cannabis companies are buying up spots in Canada. So the stock has been going through the roof. People are suggesting a bubble, but to be honest with you, nobody ever really knows. We could guess, we could see patterns, but then everybody has to eat, right? (laughs) The way uh, bubbles work is that people know it's a bubble. The people putting money in it, your money manager, they know. They just don't know when. So everybody's trying to pass the bar, the the buck to the next guy, or it's a game of musical chairs. Let's see how much you could make before you risk losing everything. The longer you stay, the more you make, but the longer you stay, the higher the risk you lose your shirt. You ready to play musical chairs? <laughs> you better be sitting down when the music stops playing. And in the same light, another news is that Tilray Incorporated, they entered into a global medical cannabis supply and distribution agreement with Novartis. That's big pharma. Novartis is big pharma. So as you see, like I just said, <laughs> the Canadian companies, they, they're winning right now because they're the, it's legal countrywide. On the same breath, Mexico is creeping up. It's creeping up. Because the Mexicans are pushing for it because they believe it'll lower the crime rate and it will bring in hundreds of millions in dollars in tax revenue. Which is a smart idea. Now, I do believe if Canada's done it and Mexico's about to do it, uh, you're both your neighbors done it. North America did it. South America did it. U.S. is up. I'm not talking about all of South America, obviously. Both our neighbors have done it, so... We will be up. Maryland regulators ordered a medical cannabis cultivation company to pay a $125,000 fine for using unapproved pesticides. It also directed it to issue refunds on some products and operate under a two-year probationary period. I am in favor of regulation. So this I'm in favor of. It's a it's just a little slap on the wrist for not following, you know, guidelines. The Canadian government said that marijuana retail sales totaled forty-eight million dollars. Is that a hit or three? Oh my god, I had a speck on my fucking phone. 
that turned a fucking three into an eight. Sales totaled $43 million in the first two weeks after legalization. First two weeks. Uh huh. <laughs> this shit is big money. <laughs> but hey, the times will come. And another news that is going to be pretty much our main topic today. A Rhode Island judge rejected a request from people who want their seized marijuana returned because they said they use it for religious reasons. That's some white privilege shit, isn't it? Because black people have been trying to do this for ever. Jamaicans have been trying to do this for a while. But it's it's only the white guys that are like, come on, give me my weed back. <laughs> black guys do this just so they don't go to jail for 20 years. Why guys do it to get their shit back? You see, you see the difference. You see the big, big fucking difference. Let me talk a little more about the case. Who is this guy? Believe it or not, this guy is the former Rhode Island candidate for governor. His name is Ann Armstrong. I see his photo, and sure enough, he's white as fuck. <laughs> this reminds me the only guys it's funny in this country the only people that perpetuate this are white people that's let's say they've been to Jamaica and now they got dreads and they're all for the religion of, of weed that leads us to our word of the day because we're gonna go deep into this but we're also just gonna scratch the surface Our word of the day is Rastafari. I'm sure you've you've heard the word Rasta before. And the whole Jamaican movement, Rasta, from, uh, what's his name? Bob Marley. You know how hippies love Bob Marley and his gear. They're getting high. It's the religion. But it's only, it's weird to me because it's only white people that they're into it, into it like that. I always find that weird. I grew up with Jamaicans. Some of them got deported back to Jamaica and they they hate it because. <laughs> but it's only it's only white people that that be on that shit. It's weird. Rastafari is the religion and they do include smoking in their religious ceremonies. But Marley was a big proponent of this. It's widely known now. But is it admissible in court? Uh, do you know who made the the rules in this country? <laughs> That's our word of the day is Rastafari. It's the religion. 
So now, if you didn't know what Bob Marley was talking about, the lifestyle he was championing, now you know. It's weird because, like I said, the only people I've met that are diehard Rastas, they're white. The true blood Jamaicans I know, they ain't about that life. They smoke. They fucking smoke their lungs off morning, new night since they were teenagers. But they're not, they're not out here with dreads and living that lifestyle. Although I have met a, a true Rasta, which it's a real Rasta. <laughs> he wears the, the whites. He's a true. He's from there. He lives the life. But I've never really met somebody who's not. Who's I've never met somebody who's Jamaican living a normal life that's diehard Rasta like white people I've met. And I'm talking about living a normal life as in you have a, a job or a form of making a living that's more normal to the American lifestyle. But yet you're a true Rasta that you're living that religion. I've met a couple of white guys. I lived with one. I lived with a Rasta. And me and Napoleon, we were we're traveling a lot. So we lived with this this guy, this white guy. His dreads was the longest I've ever seen. They they reached the floor. He's had it for over 50 years. He's he's telling me about oh he was at a party with Bob Marley and all this. And he, he gave me a lot of stories and how he became into the lifestyle and became a, a lifelong thing for him because he was older now. His his long blonde dreads had a lot of white in it, which it was cool living there for a while. It was like a warehouse. His wife was a designer, fashion designer. So she had a sewing. She had the whole thing there. It was cool for a little while. But we kept listening to the same Jamaican song. <laughs> kept listening to the same Bob Marley songs. And that was starting to drive me crazy. Because he, he was older, so he had the, the turntable, the whole... He was all into to old stuff. And the Bob Marley track just kept re- playing on repeat every single day. Loudspeaker in the warehouse every day. Yeah, I had to change it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. He believed in the Rasta lifestyle. This former candidate, he believes in the lifestyle and he's super white. I always wanted the attraction to when uh, white people travel to other countries and they try to they don't know how good they have it in the U.S. They try to emulate other cultures. Now, I'm not talking about respecting other cultures and learning about other cultures because I like doing that. But I don't try to emulate them. Americans do try to emulate them because when things are easy, you get bored. Other cultures... They don't do that because 
the American culture is the way, <laughs> that's the place to be. <laughs> Trust, nigga. Trust. The American dream is still alive and well in other third world countries. But Americans, they overlook that. Born with privilege, you go to other spots. Oh, they're so pure and, oh, they, they get their own water from the river. Yeah, trust me, it's not all it cracks up to be, dog. I'd rather turn up a faucet or some shit. That's a fact. It's bringing me back to this gov- this former candidate that wanted his weed back. The true Rastas that are here, they just don't want to go to jail or get deported. The white guys, they want their shit back. That's the most white privileged shit I've ever heard. Now, I'm not saying all white people are privileged. Obviously not. I'm not that stupid. Neither should you be that stupid to think I was that stupid. But to want your drugs back? Word. Where they do that at? I got people doing decades for low-level crimes. And this white nigga wants his shit back. $42 million worth of marijuana. He wants back. Or $43 million. He wants it back. Would states ever, ever respect a Rasta? Or is this candidate using the religion for his own benefit? Because he wants his drugs back. He's selling this shit. Is it, the, is it an excuse that's, that's watering down the whole religion? Because if there's a real push for Rastas in this country, it'll be respected. It'll definitely be respected. But some white privileged assholes, they use that as an excuse. And I don't know this, this former candidate. I don't know his dealings. He might be a Rasta. But I don't know any Rasta that has $43 million worth of weed anywhere. Even if they live in the farm and that's all that is produced, I don't know if there's any Rasta with $43 million worth of anything anywhere. From the surface, it seems that this guy's using the whole religion for his own benefit. That's what it seems to me. $43 million of weed is a lot. It's a lot. He had it in different forms. Like in wax, flour, blah, blah, blah. That's a lot. Where is his congregation at? Now the judge struck this down right away. And now true Rastas, well, if they're black, they, <laughs> they, they're getting years. We never could have used it as an excuse to get off. To get off the charge. Oh, you just caught a dime on me. A dime bag of weed on me. I use it for my religious reasons. I'm a Rasta. A cop tells him, fuck out of here. You're going to jail. Three years minimum. You're going to jail. But a white guy is like, you just got $43 million worth of weed from me. I want it back. I'm a Rasta. <laughs> you see the difference, America? Do you see the difference? 
You might not. Let's go. Mamma mia. Today, I'm going to give out a, a Dirty Roach Award. You already know what a Dirty Roach is, right? La Cucaracha. La Cucaracha. The kind of roach you don't dance about. And it's that dirty roach you left at the bottom of an ashtray. It's a dirty fucking roach now. No bueno. La Cucaracha has no bueno. And that award today goes to Bangladesh. And if you didn't know, they are strict over there when it comes to any drugs. They get this award because they will begin executing people for non-violent drug offenses. Are you kidding? Non-violent drug offenses execution your life is gone you didn't bring harm to anybody well i shouldn't say you didn't bring harm to anybody but it's non-violent they're just gonna kill them execution so anytime you plan on traveling to bangladesh remember this sound if you're a marijuana smoker and you ever want to go to bangladesh remember this sound Bangladesh gets a Dirty Roach Award today for their drug policy and execution of nonviolent drug offenses. You deserved it. You deserve it. And that is our award of the day. As you know, in this in this show, we're forever growing, developing. Am I ever going to have guests? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I don't plan on it right now. But we are changing a little bit more. And if you've seen last season, this is more about the the marijuana news and events. We're moving more towards the marijuana culture. Marijuana and culture. All cultures. It's going to be more of a cultural show instead of a, a news. Well, it never was a news anything, to be honest with you. You already knew that. But it's going to tint more towards cooler shit that I, I'd like to talk about. That's going on in the industry. Not so much uh, white guys in suits telling you what to do, what not to do. It's still going to be fun, of course. We're evolving. If you've stuck around since the beginning, you're gonna you're evolving with me. You already see we we're on this mic. Ah ah ah! <laughs> I'm on the East Coast. Ah ah! New York. Ah ah ah! For right now, of course. <laughs> So things are improving. As you see, the sound is different. Ah, 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 the sound is different. And we're going to continue to grow. I'm still with the shitty transition, of course. That leads me to our next topic. The joke of the day. This is our joke of the day, and I'm giving credit to 
partial rim. And this joke is called Robin Hood. A poor peasant is traveling the woody paths of Barnesdale. When a hooded man walks up to him, Halt! I am Robin Hood. I take from the rich and give to the poor. Now give me all your money. The peasant says, I have nothing. I've been hungry for years, you see. Robin Hood then says, Very well then, poor man. Take this. Robin Hood gives the poor man a sack filled to the brim with gold coins. He then fades away into the forest. The peasant stares in disbelief, claiming, I can't believe it. I'm rich. Halt! <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Midday Smoke Break. You can send us some love at MiddaySmokeBreak.com or on Twitter at MySmokeBreak. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ogieri. If you enjoyed this show, please make sure to like and subscribe and leave a fantastic review. Again, my name is OG Kennedy. Goodbye. Excuse me while I take a smoke break, nigga.